This is Paul Noble from Eat to Perform, and I am sitting here with Dr. Brad Dieter. Brad, you want to say hi to everybody? What's up, everybody? I think, Paul, it's been a long time since I've been on a podcast. Yeah, no, it's uh, um, <laughs> it's kind of interesting. What, what we're doing right now with Eat to Perform is we have a lifetime push. It's a, it's a Sunday morning here in Minnesota and in in. Spokane, Washington, like how early it's, so it's almost eight o'clock where you're at. Brad wakes up early. You guys don't realize this, you know? Um, but so we, we wanted to talk about was kind of like the genesis of Eat to Perform, like the whole, you know, the elevator, um, speech of how things started and then kind of walk into what we've learned, how we learned it. And then really start to get into some of the really cool things that you guys might not be thinking about as it relates to Eat to Perform. And, you know, it's really exciting having the level of support that we have related to, you know, all the people that are signing up for Lifetime. Thank you very much. Um, I just wanted to let you know that Brad and I aren't buying Ferraris with that money. And we're going to talk, <laughs> we're going to talk a little bit about what we are going to buy and why we're going to buy it and why it's going to help you guys reach your goals. Um, so I guess we should probably start with the fact that, you know, Brad has been on staff for a little under two years, I would say right now, you know, right, right close at two years. Yeah. I think it's like 20 months or something like that. Yeah. And so, um, we were actually having a discussion previous to this of all the people and all the iterations of Eat to Perform. And I wanted to, to throw out something that I think is interesting um, that that really talks about like the genesis of Eat to Perform. Um, for a lot of people that don't know, um, I owned a domain called bluff.com. And, you know, previous to Eat to Perform, my whole idea was that, you know, I would own an online poker site. That was going to be my path to riches and, and the, the, the way that things would go. And it seemed fairly logical that, that poker would become legal here in the United States at a certain point. But then at a certain point, I realized, you know, I needed to move on. You know, at that point, uh, I had gotten fit, um, had been fit for a few years. And then we had someone reach out to me from um, that was a, a mediator b between myself and um, Churchill Downs and uh, Churchill Downs or Twin Spires is currently the owner of Bluff.com. Um, and they also bought Bluff Magazine. And so, um, once I was done with that, I probably spent about a year trying to figure things out. And in that time, I started writing my blog on your diet sucks, um, <laughs> dot com and was really just talking about how, you know, when you were active, you could, um, see results at a much higher calorie point. And, and to this day, 
you know, that's still one of the founding ideas with Eat to Perform. And, and really, that's never going to change because when you think of it just from a simple math standpoint, as you go down in calories, you're essentially closing a window, right? As you go up in calories, you're essentially opening a window. And I believe that you know, 10 to 20 years from now, everyone will go, why weren't we thinking of it like that? And they're going to look at us as the main champions. Um, of course, everyone sort of thinks that they're the hero in their own story. Um, but, yeah. but even if it's, you know, even if it's only a certain, I mean, look, let's be honest. I mean, the, the, detoxes and flushes and nine day resets and, and all that stuff that's got a lot of appeal right um but you know i think most of the people that have been around for a while have had a certain amount of success you know they you know they have done so um doing it the way that that we talk about and uh but one number that really strikes me that I don't know if you know this. I think you do, Brad. Um, but within the first two years of Eat to Perform starting, um, we had spent almost a million dollars with Facebook. Um, and it's sort of funny now because, you know, we spend almost nothing on Facebook now, right? Um, almost all of our uh, members come from word of mouth there's a reason for that and we'll maybe get into that in a, in a little bit um but when we first started off we were really just about information and we sold books and uh you know eventually i think you know within probably a year to a year and a half we had we had started the forums um but we were really not a service business the way that we are now and I think that a lot of the the people that have been around for a long time have been sort of amazed at how the growth has happened all the changes that have come along the way and how much better we've gotten in that process I think that you know, I mean, the one thing that that I remember um, from the transition, right, was just how many people were coming from a paleo background and were mm -hmm. just adding in carbs to their really high fats, right? And you would go, man, all those people, you know, did they have success? A lot of them did, but you really had to work, you know, I mean, I think that's one of the reasons why we got so popular within CrossFit, right? Because the, the people that would have the most success at that point were going to be the people that were like, you know, just the total gym killers and stuff like that. And, and you know, with the ad spin, with the athletes that we were putting out there, I think um, we sort of set this narrative that still exists in CrossFit today, 
right? Um, four years ago, carbs were very bad in the in the CrossFit community. Mm-hmm. Um, now they're not, right? Um, uh, four years ago, it, you know, one of the first things that that I put out, you know, on the site was a cinnamon roll challenge because I was just trying to get people and and you know anyone that was following the site because i mean we went from like 100 people you know to like 100,000 people in 2 months you know i mean it was just ridiculous and we had so many people like the the cinnamon roll challenge was pretty simple like for a week just eat what you eat and then at night have a cinnamon roll right and, and we, we did a gluten-free cinnamon, <laughs> cinnamon roll just to not freak people out, right? And um, and none of them gained weight. Um, a lot of them found that they were working out better. And that was just the introduction to, like, reality, you know, for a lot of folks out there, you know? And... I, I think when I look back at, at some of the pieces and the graduation, you know, when I look back, you know, if you remember, um, everyone was selling ebooks, you know, mm-hmm. everybody had an ebook for $49.95. We had ebooks for $49.95. And basically the membership was read the book, go to the forums, talk to April, talk to Lori, you know, um, and, and, and that, you know, was helpful for a lot of people. Um, but it really never stopped the vision that I had, you know, I think for a long time, I mean, people look at the app, right. And, uh, the initial versions of the app was a food logger, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, we had looked and, and gone down that path but the idea of being competitive against my fitness pal didn't make sense. You know, I mean, yes, it would be nice to have a food logger. And I, I'm, you know, I wouldn't put it past us, right? Um, I think, you know, with the base of what we have right now, um, trend sheets certainly opened up a lot for us. Um, but I don't, I don't want to kind of get it ahead of myself. So I'm, I'm going to stop on, on that note, right? Because those, that's like the, the start of everything. And I feel like, you know, um, I mean, the forums still exist, kind of, you know, nobody's in there. Um, and I think people still get, and we're probably pretty close to just, you know, not, not. It, it's a relic of days past. Yeah. It's sort of a relic of days past. There's a lot of information in there. Some of it's relevant to what people are doing but not not much of it is anymore right um and and so um and and that is right about when you sort of came along brad right um i mean give give me your thoughts because i'd be interested because you you were around in the ebook world right where everyone was selling ebooks and and you know everyone had a 49.95 book and they didn't have support. And so I was like, okay, well, why not just throw a forum and have support, 
you know, um, that seems like a really simple thing. Um, and in retrospect, you know, I've seen a lot of people follow that lead. Um, but that's fool's gold, right? Yeah. People really, you know, I, I mean, unless you're, you know, I mean, look, let's be real. You know, when the forums first started and there was 30 people in the forums and they could all talk to April whenever the hell they wanted to and they could talk to Lori whenever the hell that they wanted to, um, man, they got a high level of service. But when we started to get into thousands and thousands of people, it just didn't scale well. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, one of the things that I've seen s since my tenure here is you kind of go through this weird transition period, you know, where you're kind of a, an information-based company into a service-based company, and you start to realize that people's success depends on your level of interaction and also your level of, you know, organization, because you have to understand who people are and where they're coming from. And I think one of the things that, you know, you said that kind of forums and, and those things were kind of fool's gold as you get bigger at scale. And it's because you have to have a way to interact with people and forums are a quasi way of doing that, right? There's real no system or structure to work in. And that's what we've been able to learn over the last several you know years and months is how do you take these key principles we have and actually give them to people in a way that's systematized and we can actually do things to get them results. Yeah, and if you look at, you know, the transition to the trend sheet, in, in, in a way, the, the trend sheet almost put us out of business, you know, because on the one hand, you had a lot of people that were interested in it, um, but when you looked at the level of service that we could provide, and this is, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that in just a second here. Cause that's, that's been the real takeaway. Um, mm -hmm. what a lot of people don't realize with the, the trend sheet, um, because there's some people that still do have a, you know, a fondness for it. Um, I've always said this and I remember someone saying this to me back in the day. Um, they were like, uh, you really don't go to off topic anymore, you know, it, because at one point that was like our main group, you know, um, it's still, you know, to this day, the group with the most people in it. Um, but, but I'm not there that often, you know, um, I'll post something occasionally, you'll post something occasionally. Um, and when I was transitioning, you know, first to the meal planning group and then ultimately to what became the Trends App group, um, someone said to me, you're not in that group anymore, so people feel disconnected from you. And I said, well, I'm in the, in the Trends App group helping people, right? Um, and they like, well, yeah, but... Uh, you know, those people aren't going to see you. I said, well, then they should come to the Transact group, right? Mm -hmm. And, the, the, you know, you're always at risk of sounding like a jerk, but this is the truth. Where Brad and I are, go there, right? Brad and I are in the app, you know, go there, right? I mean, it, and, and to a certain extent, you know, I know that like some of the GC folks, 
you know, they're still in trend sheets and they're still like clutching and grabbing. And, and, you know, truthfully, (laughs) truthfully for, you know, April and Sarah and Kim and, and Kelly and, you know, it's not as inconvenient as it is for Brad and I, you know, what people don't realize is that we can get through 10 reviews in the time that it takes just to open a trench, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, like people don't realize that like it's a Google sheet on the internet. It takes time to load and, and all this other type of stuff. And so you go, well, you know, I would rather be in my trend sheet, right? Well, that's cool, but Brad and I aren't there, right? And the the long story short with the trend sheet was that when the trend sheet came, the idea was that everyone would get monthly reviews. I think most people realize that when they're struggling, they don't need monthly reviews. Sometimes they need mm-hmm. a review every three days, right? Yep. And the app allows us to do that. And one of the things that we find, and, and you know, people send us requests to reviews every single day and stuff like this, but as a percentage, I would say it's about 15 to 20% every day. Mm-hmm. And most requests to reviews are like, change my super day, or, you know, it, it's not, it's not massive. Compare that to auto reviews. Auto reviews by far has taught us the most about health and wellness, right? So can you talk a little bit about that? Because obviously, you know, people get tired of just hearing my voice. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think it's like, I'm trying to think of a good analogy. You know, the way we work is so much different than like a, an in-person personal trainer where you have to show up and they get interact with you is the auto reviews give us a positive influence on you guys where we actually come in and check on you no matter what you're doing, right? So whether you need, it, it's basically a way for us to be proactive in your plan and in your life to make sure you're doing what you need to do. Because most people, I mean, myself included, in most areas of my life, the status quo is the status quo, right? And I'm just going to coast until somebody tells me I need to be doing something different. And, And this is a great point that Brad's making up. Because let's be real, right? If you are a member of a gym, you can go to that gym and there's an expectation. I remember there was a guy that joined the gym that I go to. And I remember it to this day, like the, the owner of my gym, um, was like, you know, special forces, you know, I mean, you know, the things that happened to me early on in my CrossFit journey was a lot related to this guy. Right. And he, you know, over the years, as the gym changed, his attitude started to change a little bit, but it never changed that much, right? So there's this guy that comes in and he first shows up late. Um, and then, you know, about half the time he was on the cell phone and I could just see Sean like losing his mind. Foaming at the mouth. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the guy 
found Sean because he was special forces, right? And Sean lit this dude up, right? And what I think the forums and trend sheet allowed people to do was to show up a little late and show up um, and be on their cell phone and not take it real serious. And when I look at the changes that we've made recently and what we've been able to do, the one word that comes up is expectations. You know, I think ultimately when someone signs up to eat reform, you guys are auditioning us, right? To see if we're the spot for you related to health and wellness. To a certain extent, we're auditioning you too, right? Because, yep. you know, what... What that you know what was funny is that guy actually did join the gym. He did come, you know, um, and he was relatively decent about showing up on time and stuff like that. But within a month, he left the gym. Right? I think that's the case for you to perform too. Right? I think a lot of people sign up to eat perform and they're like, "Man, I'm serious. I want to make sure that I'm getting my sleep in check. I'm getting my." steps in check I'm, I'm going to the gym i'm sleep you know I, i'm eating well and then they realize you know what i'm really not all that serious and then they move on right and that's just you know maybe we'll be the the place for them later on but it, it just you know so i think that there's always this auditioning process both ways you know but when you look you know two years ago four years ago there wasn't really expectations for people, right? You just showed up in the forums. You know, we asked you not to be like this constant Eeyore all the time. You know, we, we, we did have that role then and we still have that role now, right? Like be positive, you know, let's like try to yeah. look at the good things, you know? And I think too, too many people in, you know, I think too many people look at Facebook groups and want our group to be just like every other Facebook group out there. And it's like, well, why'd you join? You know, I mean, you could join a million other Facebook groups, right? What you want is a supportive environment that you can grow in. And like, when I look at our lifetime offer, you know, and I say this all the time, and I think it makes an impression on people, but it, you know, it is what it is. The diet industry is based on you failing, right? That's the way their profit model. And so, you know, if um, you were to look at me and how we, you know, structure our business, you know, I wouldn't be selling Lifetime if that was my profit model. My profit yep. model is that you'll figure it out and you'll be able to, you know, be kind of a mentor lead by example, things like that. And, and definitely, you know, there's been, I mean, we had 100,000 people, you know. Um, I mean, we've had over 150,000 people. It sort of depends on how you consider, you know. Is someone that bought a book, were they a member, right? Like, I mean, if that's the case, then, you know, we've had over 250,000 members, right? Um, you know, in terms of the forum, you know, we've had, you know, roughly 100,000 people. And since trend sheets, I think we're 15 to 20,000, 
you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I think is membership. Right now, when I look at the service and what we're able to do and the expectations and, and really kind of holding people accountable for what, you know, they really want and how they're really going to see that success, you know. Um, but Brad's been good because, like, you know, I think, you know, Brad, when we were really first starting off with, you know, auto reviews, um, was saying to me, you know, we have to be stern but caring, you know. And um, sometimes, you know, when you end your note, you know, basically begging someone to help them, um, they don't read that part. Right. Yeah. And so so there has been instances where, you know, you rub people the wrong way. And I think, you know, whether we're not living up to our end of the audition for that person or they're not living up to their end of the audition, you know, one way or the other, we're ultimately trying to find a good fit. Right. And and. It's not for everybody, right? I mean, like, let's be real. A lot of people would like to believe that the shortcuts exist, you know, and that it's not going to take a lot of hard work. And I think, you know, we've proven that with a much better understanding of who you are as an individual, you can reach your body composition goals a lot easier. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, that's one of the big messages that, you know, you and I, Paul, have tried to really do with with our interactions in the app is we know the right way to get to where you want to be. And we're and it, and the kindest way possible, it's our way or the highway, right? I mean, we know what works and we're going to do everything we can to meet you where you're at currently, but you've got to come along on our journey. Because that's the way we do things. And because right? daily, and daily what we see is that the people that are green or close to green, those are the people that have success. And the people that yeah. are all over the map and they're doing their own plan, they don't have success, right? And they eventually yeah. are setting up failure scenarios, right? And that is what we're trying to help guard people against, right? Is yeah. Can we, you know, get people because look, everybody's motivated to buy Eat to Perform on, on Sunday. They had pizza, they're feeling a little bloated, maybe a little beer, you know, and it's been too many weekends and beach season is coming, right? And um, it's easy to be motivated at that point. It's not easy to be motivated beyond that. Right. Mm-hmm. And so. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, that pretty much describes sort of where we're at. I mean, I'll, I'll kind of end on this point and then I want to talk about, you know, what's coming up, because I think that's probably the most exciting part for people, because a lot of the things that, um you know, I could talk about the low-hanging fruit because obviously there's still a, a fair amount of that, uh, <clears throat> but you know, kind of the the high-end stuff. Um, 
But I just kind of wanted to end on the note. Shoot, I lost track of, track of thought there. Um, what was the last thing we were just talking about? Uh, bringing people along on our journey. Yeah, and probably the accountability piece. If it comes back, I'll, I'll you know, this is, the, this is the problem. I Just just <laughs> so you guys know, I, I almost didn't do this podcast. I was saying this to Brad. Um, as a lot of you guys know, I've been doing this sleep thing um, and been really diligent about it. Um, and one of the suspicions that I had was that deadlifts was affecting my sleep. And yesterday confirmed it. Um, so Saturday was deadlift day. Um, and, you know, so I, I was a little bit concerned about the whole train of thought thing. So so if it comes back, I'll, I'll bring it up later on. Um, okay. So what I wanted to talk about is, you know, Brad Nye's Ferraris, you know, um, and, and what we're going to spend that money on. And a lot of people don't realize the commitment it takes to have software developed, you know? And when yep. I say commitment, I mean, I spent a half a million dollars on bluff.com and that site does not exist. Right. So, you know, that gives you some idea of how difficult it is to take an idea. Like I love the people that think their idea is like amazing right i mean when you look at the core idea of eat to perform you know eating an adequate amount of food for what you do and ultimately improving body composition as a result that is a good mission statement it's a good idea it got a you know million and a half people interested right but how do you stay in business long enough to see something you couldn't have even envisioned, right? I didn't envision the app. I mean, as recent as two years ago, I had no idea what an app would do, right? I mean, we've done, you know, I mean, most people know that there's there's two um, other um, eat to perform apps in the app store. Um, don't buy them. You know, you can download. I mean, you can download the calculator if you want to, but that's sort of a thing from a bygone error. Um, you, you know what's funny is, Paul. I have a, just a funny anecdote. I have a very vivid memory of the first time I saw the Eat Perform calculator. I was uh, on vacation with my family in, I think it was 2012. Um, 2013 I think it was one of those summers and I remember sitting at a pizza place and pulling it up and like calculating my macros and remember the exact table I was sitting at and just thinking oh this is each perform calculator <laughs> yeah a lifetime ago yeah so you know that was designed I think you know pretty early on I don't even think we had forums at that point um and then uh you know, the, the fat loss course was sort of an idea that we had that, you know, honestly, I think most people, if you were to buy it, you'd probably be a little disappointed because um, the information is probably a little bit old compared to, you know, um, using the app. Um, so let's talk about a couple ideas there. 
Um, one, I think, um, well, right off the bat, the low hanging fruit is, you know, some of the issues that we have related to, you know, uh, the next update really works on kind of the connections that people have and, uh, you know, the Fitbit connection and it gets stored differently um, in the next iteration and so therefore it won't disconnect the way that it does now. I know, you know, um, anytime you say this type of stuff, there's always something else that happens and, and then, you know, you're, you're kind of digging out of that hole. Um, but, but you guys can see we are taking, you know, two steps forward every time we take one step back, you know, and when we look at the last, uh, update and when we look at graphs and, and, and all the other things, we've come really super far in a very short period of time. I mean, really it's been about, about three months and, and, you know, we've really been kind of laying the concrete right before we walk over it, you know? Um, and so sometimes it's dry, sometimes it's wet. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I know that that can be frustrating and, 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 and look, we get it, you know, that the tech, um, makes the journey a lot easier. Um, ultimately I've always said, you know, this was actually, I think that this is, this is good, but it's also going to frustrate people when I say this and, and it, it's just the truth, right? So, um, this week I had direct TV, um, I switched from Sprint to Verizon, um, and I've had a number of things that I've had to do to kind of update things. I, you know, updated my DirecTV box um, and moved from Sprint to Verizon, and it's been a gigantic hassle to do that, right? So why would you do it, right? You only do it because you're going to get better services down the road, right? You know that you're going to end up talking to, you know, uh, I mean, there was a lot of folks, English was not their first language. Two hours on hold, 45 minutes trying to tell yes. people the same thing, yep. And so when I look at what we do, I think the value of the coaching is worth any of the pain that you might have to go through. That doesn't mean that, and a little bit of what we're doing with these lifetime pushes is to sort of get rid of some of that pain, right? Um, as an example, you know, um, we are hiring a CTO and uh, they're going to hopefully bring things along and work on, we're at the stage right now where a lot of the little annoying bugs, you know, we can sort of work on there. Um, I we, think, yeah, don't skip over that part, Paul. That's a, that's a big, big thing, right? I mean, we're basically putting, instead of buying Ferraris, we're buying uh, growth and we're buying better services for you guys by hiring somebody who is very, very well qualified. Um, it is going to make huge changes for the experience of everybody. Yeah, I mean, one of the cool things about it is that the person that we're hiring was the person that was helping me um, with bluff.com and in between here and there um, you know he, he was working at some really big organizations so the fact that he sees us as um, an opportunity 
I think is something that I'm really excited about. But I think that, uh, you know, as an example, I know one of the things that's been frustrating for people is that the Android folks have not been, you know, um, you know, their thirst hasn't been quenched for the app. And one of the reasons why is because we've kind of had this going on behind the scenes and, you know, um, their vision for how Android will work will actually be the vision very likely where everything will work eventually, right? And so one of the cool things about Android and the Android build is that the basis for it will be the technology that Facebook runs off of the, you know, a lot of the, um, you know, the, the companies that are, you know, ahead of the game a little bit. And when you look at business in general and health and wellness, you know, there's sort of, you know, there's still the people trying to sell eBooks for 49.95. Right. And, and, you know, some of them have a pretty good following. Um, then I would say probably in the last year, there's been like fancy calculator folks, right? There's been a number of fancy calculator um, type scenarios that, you know, are supposedly AI. Um, it's like a very loose in interpretation of, of AI. What, you know, our new CTO, and I'm trying to stay away from saying his name, and I want you to try and stay away from saying his name because I don't want to throw him under the bus, right? Um, he's going to be an active member of the community, um, but I just don't want people going to him because they forgot their password, right? Because that's not, yep. you know, that's not helping the big game. He's um, got the big fish. Yeah, and uh, I, I just feel like. Everyone, in, until people make a commitment to serious performance cycles, right? Until mm -hmm. the, till the industry does that, they're going to always be behind where, where we are. And you go, well, but I bet, you know, Weight Watcher sells a whole lot more than you do. That's true, you know. Um, but I can tell you this. Um, I could spend the same amount of money that I spent in the first two years and we'd be bringing in a ton of folks, right? But the way that I view it right now is I'd rather you guys be having success um, and then we figure out all these different things while giving you that ultimate level of service. Like I said, back in the forums when we had 30 people, you know, um, there was a Facebook group that we closed, actually. You know, there was a Facebook group before um, the forums. And it was just like a train wreck once we got over 100 people. You know, um, that was really early on. And... Yeah. Um, I mean, as an example, I, I don't believe that we're going to be very dependent on Facebook. I believe that, uh, you know, your friends and family that, you know, want to join Eat to Perform, but they they aren't on Facebook for any reason. I don't think they're going to have any different experience than the people that, that are on Facebook. 
Um, so Facebook has helped us sort of get to where we want to go, but for us to get to that next level, um, we really need to be able to exist, you know, on your phones and to a certain extent on, on the internet. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think, you know, one of the things, Paul, you mentioned some of these other fancy calculators is, you know, one of our core messages to you guys, right. Is no shortcuts, right. Do things the right way. And, what we've learned is there is no calculator that is available that will do the kind of work that needs to get the results that people need, right? It's very rare that somebody's problem is a, if X is greater than two, do Y, right? It's things are much more complicated and they need the hard work. And that's essentially what we've done is how do we take all these tools and apply it to you guys the right way? And that's what's so different. And well, and no calculator, just a fancy calculator. Yeah, and no calculator is going to tell you the truth, right? No. You type in fat loss, and the calculator comes up with numbers, and then you come up back next week, you know, and the calculator is just going to give you lower numbers, right? There's not a person that's willing to say to you, "Look, your sleep is awful. Your resting heart rate's in the you know high 80s," you know. Um, all these different factors that allow, you know, just a more personal connection. Now, we do believe that AI is a piece, right? And can be kind of like Brad was talking, soft touches, where we can get you guys some information. Because one of the things that we definitely know is the more where the more information we can put in front of you, the more success that you will have. Like, let, let me give you an example of something that, that I want to see happen. Um, I want percentages, right? So if someone does 95% of the plan, right? How successful are they? How many people are, because it won't be 100% of people, right? There's a lot of people that come in and the first thing that they say is, I want fat loss, you know? And so, you know, we're going to try and get those folks fat loss. And I'd say a good percentage of the time they hit their goals. Um, but there's occasionally some people don't. Like, we have enough data to where we should be able to tell those people much quicker right the direction that they need to go and why and then if we put that data in front of them and say look this group of people was just like you they didn't have success we moved them over here and within six months they did this right i think that's the kind of thing that we can do with the app that we would have never been able to do with forums or a trend sheet or, you know. Um, and when I look at how we can parse data, you know, and when we look at the app, what we look at is a communication device, right? Mm -hmm. And so, if I walk into it going, the principles of Ethan Farm are this, right? That 
strong performance cycles, some muscle gain cycles are important as it relates to body composition goals over time. So, you know, like I said, I've said it a million times, the majority of the time you should not be dieting, right? The majority of the time you should be not dieting. Um, the only problem is, is a lot of people sign up for Eat to Perform and the first thing that they want to do is diet, you know? Meanwhile, we put, like, this would be great to know. Like, if you knew, as an example, that 55% of the people that start the baseline plan within a week had a success rate of 88%, that would make you want to do the baseline plan quicker, right? Mm -hmm. And we see people all the time, right? I mean, the reason why we post these images of people eating adequate food is because most people are their own problem, you know? And the science backs up what we're saying so much so that we can use you guys, you know, when the forums first started, you know, we called them Science Lab for a reason, right? We believe that ultimately we can show you guys exactly what you need to know because the only thing stopping you is you and the only thing stopping you is fear, right? Um, doesn't mean that you you can't want to have a you know a nice body on the beach right it doesn't mean that you know when you take your shirt off at the gym you you want to see ass but what we're saying is you can't put that cart before the horse right and the more we understand about that you know the better um yeah and i you know i think you hit the nail on the head too is we are essentially pushing against what everybody has been taught, right? And so I think one of the big things is if we can show people the information we've accumulated in a very clear manner saying, if you come in and you follow the plan, like the plan says, you have a 92% chance of having long-term success. I think that's what people need to know because they're coming into an unknown situation. Well, right but see, go, the other thing that people need to know right, is that we're not scared to change your calories, right? No. But we can't do that randomly. Like, this isn't a place that we just give you less food and we're like starvation cheerleaders. That's just not what we do, and we don't believe in that, right? We, we believe that most people fail doing that. And so when we look at the level of communication, when we look at the data that we're giving, you know, really looking at that, you know, being positive, right? You know, I mean, if you look at your Fitbit, you know, right now, you know, Fitbit has done a little bit better job updating their food log. Um, but it, historically, it's been awful, right? I've always had the suspicion that that was for a reason, right? Because... It's not really fun to focus on that piece, right? Because if you think about where most people want to go, they want to lose weight, you know? And what Fitbit wants you to believe 
and 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 rightly so, and and we believe it, is that the more physical you are, the more you move, you know, the better it will help that narrative along. And as long as you know things stay stay relatively positive, I mean, certainly, you know, I think when we interact with you guys and you're not doing the plan, it's sort of like what I was saying with the gym membership earlier, right? You know. We got to get up in your face a little bit and say, come on, you know, um, we're here to help, you know, and I, I, I can speak for Brad here, you know, and, and Brad can talk about it a little bit more. Thursdays are our busiest days. And if you think about why, it makes total sense. Most people come in on Mondays and then, you know, the onboarding process basically puts them on a three day, which means that they get their first interaction on Thursday. So Thursdays are our biggest day. Thursdays also are the day that's most successful for people because we've been able to take those folks and hone them in enough, you know. So let's say that you signed up on a Friday, right? And then you went to Vegas, you had a weekend with the girls, and then you just get back in, you know, like Tuesdays and Wednesdays, it's a little bit harder talking those people into what the truth is, right? It's kind of interesting because everyone talks about, you know, all the people with, um, you know, the new year, right? And, and New Year's resolutions. I'll take New Year's resolutions people all day long, right? Because... Those folks are highly motivated. You know, I think that, you know, one of the things that we used to talk about, this was actually pre-Brad. This was a big thing back in the day, Brad. Um, are you interested or are you committed? Right? Yeah. And and we've learned to tone down some of those things a little bit, you know, Um best thing that ever happened to me was Brad, you know, Brad is like the reasonable part. <laughs> and I'm like the, the, you know, get it done at any cost, you know, guy, you know? And, um, I think we work well in that regard. I mean, the one thing that I like to pride myself on is that, um, I, I take criticism fairly well, you know, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't think either reform would be near as good as it is if there wasn't a lot of, you know, people that took criticism well. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think too, if you think about, um, you know, where we've come from and where we are now, 98% of the reason we're here is because we heard, essentially when you boil it down, you guys aren't good enough. Right. And so you have, you have two ways to take that is, okay. I just, you know, you get kind of defensive and you go, well, I am good enough. Look at how many people we have on Facebook. Or right. you say, crap, you're right. We're not good enough. We are not, we are not where we want to be. And so we're going to make progress. And it's the same kind of conversations, you know, we try to have with you guys is look, we totally get where you're at. We know where you're coming from. You've expressed that these are the goals you want to achieve. We got to get you to do what we want you to do to get there. In and then you've got the choice of 
what you want to do. In a positive say, voice, right? And that's yeah. what that that's what I believe the data will show, right? As we can put data in front of you guys, and then the data works similar to the way that Fitbit works, where they're really focusing on positive. I mean, if you I think there's a lot of people that remember the messages from my fitness pal, you know, two, three years ago. They were awful, right? If you keep eating like that, you're going to be, you know, you're going to gain 15 pounds, right? And they don't do that anymore for a reason, you know. Um, it's not helpful. It doesn't help people reach their goals. You know, the way that Fitbit does it is helpful, right? And so while there's always kind of, you know, an element of tough love, you know, I always hope that it's like 5% tough and 95% love, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and and that's really kind of the, the big ideas there. Um, I, I think a couple things that a lot of people don't think about, you know, and, and once again, you know, if you're, if you're joining this late, you know, or listening to this later on, one of the things that we're really talking about is, how do we invest, you know, the money that you guys are giving us into the future of Eat to Perform? And there's a couple things that probably, you know, haven't, consi haven't been considered for a lot of you guys, like the fat loss templates. I mean, Brad and I definitely do not feel that the best use of the fat loss templates is um, being in spreadsheets. Right. So that's going to either become an app project or become part of the app. Right. As you know, kind of a, you know, an upsell if you were interested in that. And then like, you know, what does that look like? You know, I mean, can you get APIs from Wattify? Right. Can you get APIs from, you know, some of the various uh, things that people use? to track their fitness or can we mm -hmm. become that right um and when i look at the app as a communication device and we look at the um coaching program that we have and and just all the things that that we can do you know I think there's a lot of people that can have a lot of success, you know, with the base membership, right? And then when we look at, you know, the coaching program, the real value in the coaching program is not that it's different necessarily between what you would get in the other. It's just, there's just some people that need more attention, you know, and having the ability to communicate more openly with you know a handful of coaches i mean you guys know who they are you know mike and april and sarah and kim and you know like um all all, all the people you know jen Susie, um lindsey you know angie i mean just um the majority of the conversations that those guys are having on a daily basis is not about 
calories. And I think that's where I would kind of like to end. Um, I don't think that people have a calorie problem. I, I, you know, if there's any one thing that I've walked away from four years of Eat the Perform, it's that calories aren't an issue for folks, right? It's an understanding of how your body responds. I mean, one of the next articles that I want to do, if, if, if I can make time, you know, is does everyone have a sweet spot, right? And it, it definitely seems to us, and I think the data will support this once we have enough data, that at a certain point, you go too far in the well where you don't have success. And, and, and that probably looks like muscle being compromised. It looks like workouts being you know, well, less, a, less intense. There's a healthy body of scientific literature that shows that, right? I mean, you can look at those... I mean, the way it exists in its current form is in the, you know, the, the medical weight loss literature where they have people go on really low calories. And then there's a point where you can keep cutting calories, but nothing happens after a certain point. I mean, you just don't get, there's no more results, no matter how much lower that deficit goes. Well, but, but the interesting point, and, and, and I know this from my journey, right, mm-hmm. was that when I looked at going from 175 to 160, there was almost no fat loss, right? Mm-hmm. It was almost all muscle, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I could easily look at that and go, I lost 15 pounds, right? That should be positive, you know? But if you only have a part of the equation, I mean, how much, you know, like I, I thought it was interesting. I haven't heard much from them, you know, and it'd be sort of interesting to know. I thought many more people would have a sculpt, right? Yeah. Um, once the price went down to ninety nine ninety five, you know, it seems like they had more interest when they were one hundred and ninety nine ninety five than they have at at ninety nine ninety five. Like, the way that people do body composition right now with the scale is, is, is not useless, but it's almost useless, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and when I look at what the sweet spot for, it, for, for most folks, the people that I look at, I mean, certainly people that are already very lean. You know, if you're a 119-pound female, dieting down to 110 probably ain't going to get you what you think it's going to get you, you know. Um, but what I see most is with a male that is 290 pounds or a female that is 247 pounds. The lower they go, the worse it is. And the quicker that those folks can get their habits in place and start moving. I mean, you have to realize, you know, if you're a 300 pound male, it hurts to walk. It hurts me to walk, right? And, and you know, I'm 175 pounds, you know? Um, and so imagine how difficult 
it would be to just move at that place. So then you go, well, how do they do it? Well, there's a lot of things. I mean, in my early journey, when I was 250 pounds, um, I did a lot of work that was, um, what do they call it, Brad? Um, ellipticals are this. Um, Stairmasters, bikes. Uh, just like low kinetic. Yeah, well, not low kinetic, but um, low impact, right? Yeah. So, so more low impact stuff, you know, um, with volume, right? Where you can get in um, a a fair amount of volume. But I, what I remember about what I did at that time was that even though it was low impact stuff. Um, it was still, it would wear me out, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, um, at that time I was definitely, um, doing it to perform, but you know, my macros weren't on point, you know, macros that, that, that's one of the funny things too. Um, there was no macros in early eat to perform. We were just like. You know, if you eat more, you'll have more energy. You can work out better, right? I mean, April really brought the macros to the table, you know. Um, and now, to say that I had not tracked macros at that point would be incorrect. Um, but my belief at that point was that, um, and, and some people even still bring this up. I mean, I actually saw someone recently who was a long time eat the performer and they're still trying to do it that way, right? Where they're not tracking. The only problem with not tracking, this is what we ultimately figured out, you know, once macros came into the picture, is that if you don't track, you don't really know what worked or what didn't, you know? Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't track most of the time because I have a real, you know, I eat the same stuff over and over again and, and, and that's what works for me. Um, but when I'm looking to get specific or when I don't know what a food is, I track it, you know, and that understanding leads to a lot of enlightenment. And that's what really tracking brings to the picture. I I just think that, um, when I look at my journey, I wish it was slower and I wish it were, you know, that you know, going from one seventy-five to one sixty and blowing through fifteen pounds of muscle. Kind of wish I didn't have to do that, right? Mm-hmm. Those are the things that you guys get to benefit from. That you know, um, we bring to the table. But I, I just believe that that sweet spot is in place, and the more that we can get people, I just think that the difference in attitude. Um, just means so much to people, you know, um, I believe that when people see success, um, it breeds more success, you know, and, um, and I think that we all hold ourselves back in small ways, um, in, in that regard. So, um, the sky is the limit. And I, I think that, uh, you know, there's going to be some real interesting things with memberships that that you guys are going to see. We want more people like you, right? And we're willing...
to to put up, right? Um, and and you know, I think what you're going to see real soon here is that we're going to be offering some free trials to your friends, right? Because you know, we know that it's a difficult conversation to say, hey, do this, right? If we can make that jumping point off a little bit easier, and then they can audition us a little bit easier, and we can audition them. I mean, maybe, you know, there's some people that just aren't ready yet. Like, that's cool. You know, that it doesn't mean, you know, that you're bad, we're bad. It just is what it is, you know? And those are things in reflection that can be frustrating at times, you know, but it's also the reality, you know? Um, and I think that once, you know, we bulletproof these apps more, um, the sky's going to be the limit, you know? And, and I've said since we started the app that the, the app that you guys are seeing right now you know, nine months from now, you're going to be like, whoa, what just happened? But also you're going to look back and you're going to go, I got in at a pretty good price point, you know? Yeah. Because, you know, there's only so many of us, you know? And yeah, you can hire more people, but, you know, that's not always, you know, everybody comes with preconceptions, you know? Um, I mean, you know, we got real lucky with Brad, you know, um, I would say that Brad is a unique individual, you know, and Brad and I work well together, you know, and, and that gets you guys a high level of care, you know, can we replicate that easily, you know, because obviously there's always a price point where there's resistance, but most people didn't know that people would pay for, you know, $250 for a gym membership, but that's what brick members pay, you know, in Chicago, right? So it always comes down to the level of care you're giving compared to the cost, right? Um, and ultimately, we would like to help as many people as we can, but to be completely honest with you, I just don't know that there's many people like you guys. I really don't. I just think that, you know, there's only a certain amount of people. I think a lot of the folks that end up at Eat to Perform, they end up at Eat to Perform because they've tried everything else under the sun and that didn't work. I'd love it if we could get them a little earlier in the cycle so we don't have to constantly fix all the damage that they've done taking all those shortcuts. Um, but we'll take it, right? And we we see, you know, 22-year-old lead to perform members coming in every single day. You know, if you're a 54-year-old lead to perform member, I'm sure you're thinking, boy, that would have been nice, you know? And so that's the message we're going to get out there. We will believe so strongly in what we do that we will allow your friends and family to try it for free. That's how strongly, you know. Now, you know, sometimes we run into problems with that because, you know, um, if it becomes 
abused in a certain way, you know, then we'll have to stop it. But that's, it's never going to stop me from wanting to help more people, right? But just because you want to help people does not mean that they want to be helped or, you know, won't misuse the the situation. You might appreciate it, but maybe your aunt, you know, Alice, <laughs> aunt, aunt Florence, you know, um, she just ain't willing to do that work, you know. Um, so, all right, you guys. Well, I hope everybody appreciate where we went there and gives you guys some ideas of the directions that that we want to go. And, um, you know, really, you know, as much as I know that you guys love the tech, it, when you think of the tech as a communication device and you guys getting us information, then we use that information and then giving you on the things that, that you have succeed, I think you're going to look at this five years from now and go, wow, you know, he was, he really was right. He really did view this as a communication device. And, you know, Brad's in the same boat with me. That's the same direction that, you know, our technology officer um, agrees. And so we're excited. You know, and we're excited that you guys are excited and, and so many people are signing up for Lifetime and, and um, I think it's just all a cool thing. Anything that you wanted to end on, Brad? Because I know I basically stole most of your thunder. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think the big thing for me is where we are right now is kind of like the dream come true scenario for anybody in my situation. Right? I think so many of us, you know, especially with me and my career, and I decided, you know, at a very young age is I want to make an impact on the world. Um, and I want to help as many people as I can, you know, with a lot of these things. And you don't, you never realize, or you never really understand what it's going to be that lets you do that. And then you wake up one day and you realize this is it. Like, this is the chance to change the lives of a lot of people in the right way. Um, and so I think, you know, what I want all the, people to understand all the members is you guys as members are what allow us to do this. And, and they're dictating the, the direction, right? Yep. And, and like I said, I mean, we could not really have even, you know, even two years ago, we didn't know what the app, you know, we were looking at, you know, this being a food logger, you know? Yeah. Um, it's been pretty mind blowing what, all of you guys as members have told us, right? I mean, whether it's through your actions or the actual things you tell us is, man, we've learned a ton about you guys and what you actually need. And we spend a lot of time and energy and investment giving you what you guys need so you can succeed. Well, and money. I mean, we, yeah. we do put our money where our mouth is, you know? Um, and I think people see that, you know? And, and that's why... You know, everybody's been so supportive and, you know, I'm not a singles hitter, you know, and, and in a lot of ways, I think Brad is actually more of a singles hitter and, and, and I'm really hoping that our new CTO will kind of bring an element of that too. But I'm just telling you guys this, I'm almost 50 years old. This is it, right? This is my big, this is my big thing. I'm not settling 
for something mediocre, right? I'm aiming for the fences. You know, yeah. I'm aiming to change health and fitness, right? And that's the goal, yeah. right? Is we're not, we're not making these changes and investing these things for small returns, right? Is we are trying to make this, we're basically trying to use everything you guys have taught us to change the entire shape of the industry. Yeah, I mean, I I eat steak, you know, I drive a decent car that doesn't, you know, crash on the side of the road. Like, I just, I, I you know, the thing I want in life, I have, right? The thing I don't have in life is the contribution to what I got from a health and fitness standpoint and then pushing that out to everyone else so that they get that message and they understand it, you know, and that we can, you know, have an impact on a lot of people. A lot of the legwork, a lot of the steps and, and, and logging, if we can put that data in front of your Aunt Florence, right, you know, who, you know, she wasn't totally willing to do it, but she saw that, that women her age, right? Everyone uses those excuses, you know, is that, well, I'm over this age and I can't do this. Well, what if I showed you a bunch of people that did? And this is what they did. And this is what they were eating, right? That's what I want our legacy to be, you know? And I just, I just don't know that a lot of health and fitness folks are out there like that, right? They're just trying to stay alive. They're just trying to, you know, and so the narrative that they're creating, I mean, obviously I know I can sell, you know, detoxes and flushes and resets and, you know, can create all the, I mean, my wife was just talking about this with Weight Watchers and I noticed that we were leaving. Um, but like she was talking about how Weight Watchers reinvents themselves. And I was like, well, the only reason they need to reinvent themselves is because it doesn't work. You know, like they wouldn't have to reinvent themselves every, every two years if it worked, right? If it worked, you know, everyone would be, you know, successful, you know? Um, and, and you could levy that criticism about us, but I think that what, works is when there's effort put behind it but also when you change your mindset a little bit about what the what long-term success looks like you know um i remember early on i was against before and afters right because i i just did not like the emphasis on the here and now and i would say to april and Lori at the time like i don't believe that we can really talk about success, you know, until five to tier, 10 years in when we have a good body of evidence, right, to show people, you know, I'm glad that people see success within three to six months, right? But I don't believe you're truly successful at each form until you're 10 years in, right? Because, yeah, Initially, you fix a lot of problems, and when you do that, you get great results. But at what point is it just tweaking the little things, 
you know, that matters. And that's what happens, you know, in, in the next part of most people's journey. You know, you have to get past that initial part where you're really super committed, right? And then once there, are you willing to tweak to get to where you want to go, right? And and I, I still believe that. I still believe that to this day. I don't think that, you know, we've hit that five-year mark, you know? And I think that when uh, we look back at some of the people that have been doing Eat to Perform for five years, it's going to be interesting. And then 10 years, it's going to be even more interesting. And I, I believe there will be a groundswell. I believe that people are rational enough that when you put the, a good body of evidence in front of them, right, that they will follow that direction. Mm -hmm. um, I could be wrong. Um, and certainly there's going to be a lot of people. There's no shortage of people selling you the opposite, right? But that's not what we're doing. And so ultimately we're going to be working in that direction and i'm excited about it i think it's just really awesome so all right we'll end on that note unless you have something very special to say but it's gonna just start me on another tangent <laughs> all right guys i appreciate everybody being here and i'll talk to you later bye now all right see you